Greetings and welcome everybody to another episode of Make Disciple Makers, where we seek to teach and obey or observe, depending on what translation you're looking at, all Jesus commanded. My name is Alec Brunson, and I am joined by two of the most wonderful people I know who we happen to work together and we're we friends. Do. I'm Brooke. I am Ryan David Parker, the 14th. You stuck with it, huh? The 14th. Still the 14th. That's yeah, I'm very proud of my family yeah. history. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it changes, but not today. Um, last week, if you listened and uh, you would recall, we talked about how we change and what that looks like, kind of the biblical process of, you know, if we're stuck in sin or we're feeling kind of stagnant, what we need to do in order to experience uh, change. And so now what we're going to do is sort of break down one element of that and talk about this biblical uh, word and concept and principle of repentance. And repentance is something very important in Scripture that's mm-hmm. um, found all throughout the New Testament and is vital to our experience of salvation and how we're saved. And uh, it's important for our everyday lives as well. However, it can sort of be another one of those Christian-y words right. that we're not even really sure what it means, why we do it, or what it what even it is. is. Yeah. Um, so it's always helpful for us to kind of dig down into a word like this, you know, um, and, and revisit it. So... Um, Guys, tell me, let's just start with definitions and uh, give us a picture of what what is uh, repentance. Well, it means to change one's mind. That's what repentance means. Um, but we also say that along with um, it's a turning away. And so in our context in the Bible and Christianity, that's a changing of our mind about the sin, turning away from the sin, and then turning towards God, right? Or, or heading towards God, and so that's what we mean when we talk about repentance. Yeah, and I think that's helpful in thinking about this idea of turning, because when, and with just in life, this term, when you turn, you are turning away from something, but by necessity, you're you're also turning towards something else, right. and mm-hmm. so. It's important for us to have this visual of we are turning away from sin. We're forsaking sin, and we're turning towards God in obedience um, to what he's commanded us to do. And so that's that's mm-hmm. repentance yeah. de- de- defined. What it, what's like, sin again? We assumed that everybody knows what that is as well. So when you say we're turning away from sin, what is that? What exactly does that mean? What is sin? Sin is, I mean, the easiest way that I think about it is disobedience to God's perfect ways. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, most people, whether Christian or not, they know of Adam and Eve in the garden. And um, God said, anything but eat of the fruit of this tree. And what did they do? They disobeyed. Um, and so that essentially is sin. And it looks a, a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Great. So we think of sin as uh, any action or thought or anything that is opposing God's will, um, right. anything at all, anything that misses the mark of holiness and, right. and obedience, um, we see as sin. And that goes, you know, I think 
often it's easy for us to think about uh, specific actions or, you know, words or whatever that come out of our mouths. Mm -hmm. But sin, it is ultimately, it goes back to our hearts. Mm -hmm. And so it's important in thinking about that because we can all the time have sinful motives or desires and ultimately, God is after our hearts in uprooting those and replacing them with godly desires. Mm-hmm. And that's why when we think about repentance, it's so important to recognize that this is a, a heart issue. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, repentance is not behavior modification. Right. Uh, yeah. Only. It will involve a change of behavior. That will be the fruit. But it is more a heart issue. Um, and so I love just the, like... I wish that every time we thought of repentance, we pictured all of those things. We pictured mm-hmm. our minds have changed because we mm-hmm. all we all change our minds on on things. Yeah. When we change our mind, it then affects our behavior because now we believe something different. We think right. something different. So as a result of my change of mind, now I'm doing something different. I'm turning away from what I did do. So picture yourself going another direction and looking or, you know, going a different direction, looking in a different direction. Um, and ultimately that would be looking to Jesus and embracing uh, the forgiveness that we find there in Christ. So that repentance, change of mind, turning around and then embracing or believing and then going a different direction. Um, all those things are very helpful when we think about, you know, all that looks like. And ultimately, um we see that repentance is uh, a gift, but we'll get into that later when we get into the scripture. But tell me um, why you guys believe that repentance is important. Like, why is it such a big deal, um, you know, throughout the New Testament and we see it all over the place? So why, why does it matter so much? Yeah, let me not answer that and actually back up okay. <laughs> for a second because I love what you said about turning around and, you know, receiving Christ or we could see it, you know, through salvation, we're receiving the free gift of salvation through what Christ has accomplished or our eyes are focused on Jesus because you can turn away from something, but then have no goal or anything you're looking to in sight. You're just like, I know I don't need to do that. So I'm going to turn away from it, but then you're just as lost. Mm -hmm. And if there's no, you know, um, if there's no track set inside or anything that you're focused on, you're going to wander in the dark and probably come right back to square one with where you were at. So mm-hmm. that's that's important that you're not just turning away from something, but you're at the same time turning towards something as well. Mm-hmm. So that was I like that you said that. That was good. Good. Yeah. Well, we know that repentance is uh, required. Uh, for salvation, that that is part of us being uh, born again. But it's more than that because it also relates to our sanctification and how we change and how we grow as followers of Christ. And so, Alec, I think you had a couple scriptures related to that. So let's get into it. Let's look into the Bible, uh, our sole source of authority. And um, I think the first thing that comes into my mind is in Acts 2 when Peter, the Holy Spirit, first descends on the believers at uh, Pentecost, and Peter gets up and he preaches kind of the the first sermon that we see in the New Testament where he's proclaiming Christ and um, telling 
um, everybody that's gathered about who Jesus is, what he's done. He's risen from the, he was crucified, dead, raised from the dead. And uh, he preaches this, this sermon. And then the response of the people is this, Acts 2, 37. It says, now when they heard this, that is the sermon, mm-hmm. they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Hmm. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So part of what we see here is um, whenever we encounter um, God through his word, which is what Peter has done, he's Mm-hmm. preached the word or you know and then so we can take this to our daily lives anytime we're exposed to god in his word um and we realize that we are in sin that there's something not right mm-hmm. um we experience uh what's called conviction and these people they expressed it were cut to the heart and i mm-hmm. like i like that yeah. kind of picture because I think if you're a believer and you've been weighed down by sin and just it feels like your heart is just slashed and you realize that, that this is all wrong and I know I'm not supposed to be doing this and I need help, uh, so what do I do? Yeah. And the answer is to turn away from that, to repent mm. um, and believe and receive Jesus. And then the fruit of that in this context is to also be baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's kind of the next steps of obedience. But you see first the call, uh, when I experience conviction, there's something that God does. Right. right. This is important for us. Like, we don't, like, work it up in ourselves to feel bad for ourselves. Right. If you are convicted over sin, that is an act of God and it is a gift to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your response to your conviction of sin or you being cut to the heart is to turn and, and repent. So that's, that's like the, the kind of the first picture that we see, uh, after the Holy Spirit descends of what it looks like to respond to the word of God by, from conviction, we turn away and, um, mm-hmm. repent of sin and receive forgiveness. Yeah, that's good. That's such a good point. I think probably something we don't think about when we uh, experience (laughs) conviction of sin, probably our first thought isn't, this is such a gift, you know? Um, (laughs) Because in that moment, you are feeling heavy and, and you feel that sorrow if if we're doing it right here, we feel that sorrow over the sin that we have committed. Um, and so thinking about that as a gift from God totally just shifts your perspective on it because that will affect um, what you do next after you experience that uh, conviction. And so I just think that's a really good point, that it's a gift yeah. from God, not something we're able to produce um, on our own. Right. Mm-hmm. Where else do we see? Repentance talked about in, in scripture. Um, well, there was a guy named Jesus, uh-huh. and he, and I mean, he says it multiple times, but here in Luke five thirty-two, Jesus tells him, "I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance," and that's almost like his like a purpose statement right there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and we've seen him say other things like i've come to do the will of my father i have not come 
um, to be served, but to serve. So here's one of his purpose statements. He's saying, this is the reason why I am here. And it's to, to call sinners to repentance. Um, and he's also saying some other things there and using the term, you know, the righteous and, and like that, um, that we could get into another time. But he's, he's saying for those that are sinners, which we're all sinners, but for those that have the gift from God, that, are wor- that God's working in their heart, they realize, I am a sinner and I have sinned against a holy God. Jesus is saying, I have come to call you to repentance. Mm-hmm. And so that I just, I love that that was, he was very direct with what he was doing. That was his purpose. Yeah. That was his mission. I think that, that that's, a, that's a good thing for us to dwell on for a second to like coming off the heels of thinking about repentance as a gift. Oftentimes we think of repentance not as a gift, like right. you said, Brooke, like it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but clearly, if this is the purpose of, of Jesus coming, then there must be something there. There right. must be um, joy to be had, and there must be a true like life and goodness and... Uh, like a good experience to be had with repentance. If it's a purpose of Jesus and we're going to be following him and obedient to him and he's come to call us to repentance. um, Yeah. It might not be a pleasurable experience in the moment, but it's another one of those things where it's going to be, it is for our good. Right. And, um, and it, and if it wasn't, then it wouldn't be required of us. Right. Um, Right. And so we can, we can trust that even though, we might not think it's a great, you know, it can be a painful thing. Mm-hmm. Like being cut to the heart didn't sound great, mm-hmm. uh, but there's life uh, as a result. Uh, Read, do you have Acts 3.19 pulled up as well? We talked about earlier, and I think that, yeah. that, um, I think that that plays, like that. this idea of um, repentance being a good thing, this scripture illustrates that really well as well. Yeah, it's uh, Acts 3, 19 and 20, um, where it says, Repent, therefore, and turn back, so that your sins may be blotted out, and that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, um, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. I think that's so, like, it's it's that is directly talking to what you just said, Alec, you know, that um, if you know, Jesus has called us to do this. And of course it's for our good. He's not like messing around with us, wasting yeah. our time and, and the joy that comes with it. And, and right here in God's word, it says that when we repent, we do this. And one result of that is that times of refreshing mm-hmm. may come. Yeah. And so it, it's one of those things. It seems like a, like a paradox, you know, like a, it's, it feels so uncomfortable. And we live in a time to where we cherish comfort and it and our feelings are against it against it and we live in a culture that is you know you're driven you know follow your feelings you're driven by your feelings and so everything in us is telling us no yet jesus is saying jump into it yeah step into the uncomfortable feel it face it trust me because on the other side of this your sins will be blotted out and times of refreshing will come yeah this is how it works and i love that yeah, times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Like mm-hmm. like communion with God himself is 
on the other side of repentance. Mm-hmm. What, what you said about our culture is so true that uh, really, like, the idea of sin is not a thing anymore. Mm. There's nothing wrong inherently with anybody, the culture would say. Mm-hmm. It's fine, like, whoever you are is who you are. There's nothing wrong with you. And the Christian worldview and the message of the Bible is 100% against that. <laughs> yeah. right. It says that we are all broken, that we're all sinners, and we all need to have and experience repentance and forgiveness from Jesus. Yep. And the result is going to be refreshing in presence um, of God. And that's something that the world is missing out on that mm-hmm. Christians have this message and this, we have the ability to have this experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we're not living this lifestyle of repentance, then we're not experiencing all that, um, you know, the refreshment that comes from it. So yeah. Yeah. Really that also relates uh, to the scripture that I have pulled up as Paul is writing to believers here. It's second Corinthians seven, Uh, 9 and 10, which we talked about last week, but this first part is, as it is, I rejoice. So Paul is saying that he's rejoicing over, um, he says, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting, for you felt a godly grief so that you suffered no loss through us, for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret whereas worldly grief produces death. Um, and so he's talking about these two different types of grief that we can experience, um, but that one, godly grief, it will always lead us to repentance, mm-hmm. which is why he's rejoicing, because he's saying that they have been grieved into repenting from their sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but a worldly grief, um, meaning just kind of like feeling bad for ourselves or sorry that we were caught or, you know, any types of situations like that, it's going to lead to our death and destruction. Um, and so you have this very clear contrast between the two. But he's rejoicing because they were grieved into repenting, mm-hmm. which, you know, seems sort of odd until you understand why repentance is so important in right. our, our walk with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, because if I if I beat you down, you know, and tell you how bad you are mm-hmm. and how messed up you are, um, and I just leave you in that, that's that is destructive and, mm. and deadly right. because I haven't given you any hope or you know, there's nothing there. Now there's you still need to go through some pain of, of turning away from it. But there's, right. again, it's this whole idea of after repentance, then that that's where life is found. Yeah. Uh, but if I just, you know, that's why when we're, when we're preaching, we can't just beat you down with the law and tell you, you know, how terrible you are without, right. without getting to the forgiveness that's found in Jesus. Right. If, if we would, uh, repent and believe and, and trust in that. Yeah. That's where the, the hope is. And uh, that's what the Corinthians experienced. And yeah, so, totally. I love that. Totally. Okay, so what does, in thinking about repentance, we talked about it being turning away from sin, mm-hmm. but what um, what comes after that? Like, is confession involved? What What's the connection between repentance and confession? They're connected. Um, I think we want to talk about what it like what confession proper looks like right um 
next week, I think we'll dig into that because there's an element where uh, it's still important for us not only to confess, pray to God, mm-hmm. um, which I think what we would want to say is that confession is a fruit of repentance. Yeah. Uh, repentance is something that God gives us, and then the necessary outflow of that is confessing mm. our sin to God, but also confessing our sin to one another. Right. And uh, we want to we want to dig into exactly what that might look like next week and talk about some examples of Scripture where we see that as well. But confession is an outflow, uh, a fruit, mm-hmm. an outworking of repentance. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And you said something in your verse right there, that uh, Paul rejoiced um, because of the grief that led to repentance, and then yeah. it said to salvation. Yeah. And so I just want to bring some clarity. That's not the only time we mm-hmm. repent, right? Right. And, and so that, that repentance um, should be a continual part in everyday life of, of a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, there's, there shouldn't be shame attached to repentance or... I only had to repent, you know, this many times today, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and or whatever. But it is a continual part. Um, but once we see the joy and the refreshing that comes out of that, man, that's that is such a great thing to do. Um, and also, like you, you, you brought out a, uh, a Jesus SAT word earlier. You said sanctification. Mm-hmm. I did. And, and that's the process of God continually molding us and making us more like Jesus. Mm hmm. And repentance is a part of that. However, true repentance will result in a change of actions. Okay? So repentance isn't, I'm sorry, God. I know that was wrong. I'll mm-hmm. try not to do it again. Right. It's a cut to the heart, like you were saying, Alec. It's it's this, this godly grief. Right. It's where I'm, oh, no, this is wrong. Right? And it's not sitting there having a pity party um, so that we can prove to God, like he knows, he, he knows the heart. Remember, this is his gift to you. Um, but it is going to result in a change of action. And that looks different for different people. It could be bam overnight, or it could be a gradual type deal. I think it's a good point you bring up because I think a lot of times in our particular faith tradition, um, we can emphasize that one time, um, trusting in Jesus and repenting of sin. And there is something unique about that. Yes. Okay. There is something unique in that when we believe Mm -hmm. in Jesus for the first time and we repent of our sin that first time, we are now positionally uh, righteous. We're seen as perfect and holy to God. But um, the scriptures talk about us um, bearing fruit in keeping with repentance. What you're talking about, it becomes mm. a lifestyle. And we don't talk about that as much as we do that one-time experience. Right. Um, and that is an ex- important thing. Yes. Yeah. But our whole lives then follow of keeping with repentance and that being something that we continually do. Mm. Psalm 51 is a mm. great example. You mm-hmm. uh, It's... it's um, David, after he has has committed sin, it's his prayer to God that's begging God to forgive him, to wash him clean, confessing his sin, to restore, restoring joy. Yeah. Um, so, if you need a sort of an outline and a way to do it, that would be a great one to to that's look good. at totally. um, as sort of a blueprint of what repentance looks like. Totally. And uh, and again, like that was a huge like. 
action of adultery on his part. Mm-hmm. Um, but even our the smallest of our you know our our sins are necessary and worthy of repentance as well because right. we want we want to be holy as God is holy. That's what He's called us to. So if there is anything in us that needs to be washed clean, anything that we need to turn away from, we need to ask God to reveal that because there are times of refreshing and presence mm-hmm. from the Lord um, right. as a result. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. Good conversation. Anything yeah. else do you guys want to say before we wrap up? No. Uh, yeah. Um, yes. Last, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> last thing is um, I think that some people can see repentance as like a, you know, oh, I got to do this, and then, okay, God, all right, you know, and they might see God as like, you know, standing up with his arms crossed, kind of looking down at him like, well, you better repent, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, but as we see from the mouth of of Jesus himself, um, that he desires for us to repent, that he is for us, and again, this is a gift. It's not because of anything we did, and in Second Peter 3, 9, Um, God's word says this, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but he is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. This is God's desire, not because we deserve it or we've earned it. Um, In fact, the exact opposite is true. And Mm -hmm. so God wants this for us. This is a gift he wants to give us um, so that we can reach that time of, of refreshment and having our sins blotted out and renewal and all those things. So yeah. I just love that. Good stuff. All right. Wonderful conversation. Next week, we're making a commitment now to talk about confession mm. and uh, what that looks like because, again, that is another necessary step right. of how we um, experience life and uh, how we change to be more like Jesus. Yes. So, can't wait. Good stuff. We shall see you next time. Adios. Bye.